0: Hi, I'm Satzi Rajeje, and welcome to Bookworm by Sunshine, where I share books that make me feel bright inside. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about Everything is Here to Help You, a loving guide to your soul's evolution by Matt Kahn. Matt Kahn is a spiritual teacher, an empathic healer. He can feel what needs to be healed in someone even before they know it, and a YouTube sensation. He's been able to attract a large audience with his spiritual insight and good humor. This book is a medium read. It's 207 pages. I was able to finish it in five days quite comfortably. And as the title suggests, it offers a shift in perspective when it comes to negative situations. And so it helps you go from the trauma of the situation to healing and then eventually thriving, um, not despite, but because of what happened. Now I'm going to share my five favorite quotes with you. Quote one. The soul is like a unique ray of light expressed from the sun of our eternal source. So here Khan is describing the soul as an extension of source and highlighting that it's as individual as it is part of the whole. This quote made me feel both special and safe. And it made me feel special not just because of the sun reference, even though you know I love that, but because... It describes me as a way in which the universe chose to go forth and explore itself like think about it of all the ways that the universe chooses to become aware of itself and to expand and become greater it thought that you would be the perfect way to do it and all like your grit and your glory you every part of you the good the bad and the lovely I'm trying to say that instead of the good the bad and the bad and the ugly because my phone's really be ugly but anyway Anyway, like you were not only the inspiration, but the intention of the whole entire universe. And I think that's I think that's so profound. It makes me feel so good about myself. No matter where you are in life and what you're doing, whether you feel like you're achieving great things or you're sort of feeling like you're on a standstill, right there. Right there is how the universe decided to become aware of itself in that moment. And so, you know, give yourself props. Feel good about yourself. Look in the mirror and be like, "Mm mm-hmm, I'm a little Sunray. (laughs) I should do that, actually. That's a good affirmation. But yeah, it gave me a chance to, you know, be a little special. And at the same time, it made me feel safe because as much as, you know, we're going forth into this wonderful life adventure. It can be really disorienting and scary and just and just daunting, especially now, you know, in uncertain times, very uncertain times that is getting really scary, you know, really fast. I don't want to go in and delve into a whole lot of negativity, but I think we all know about the um, Russian band the room. <laughs> I don't think I should put that Russian bear thing in. So it it just makes me feel so safe that even though we're in uncertain times, there's something greater than all of us, something more powerful, something more solid, something sure, a sure thing that has my back and um, that's holding my hand through this life thing, through this whole experience. On to the second quote. A depth of intimacy that is equally as honorable to innocence as it is captivating to our senses. So this is on a chapter about balancing the feminine and the masculine. And this quote is especially in relation to the healthy feminine and how it's able to influence the masculine. Honestly, I found this description of the feminine so sexy. Like, is it hot in here? Like, just the combination of innocence and sensuality, the way that he put it. And it made me think of The Art of Seduction by Robert Greene. Um, in the book, he talks about different seducer types, so different characters that are seductive to other people. And... um Early on in the chapter, he talks about the sex siren. Now, the sex siren mixes innocence with sensuality, exactly what Khan is talking about here. But the way that Khan put it finally um, made me understand it fully Um, because a lot of the time we can... Um, associate innocence with infantilism. And I know a lot of us can be uncomfortable with this idea of sexualizing infantilism because of the issues we have in the world, you know, Um, with adults hurting children. I'll just put it like that. And so in the book, in other areas of the book, Khan talks about innocence just as like being genuine, being open-hearted, he talks about um, uh, heart-centered consciousness. Actually, that—that's—that's that's his sales pitch. <laughs> that's what this book encourages us to aspire to—to to become. But this idea of innocence, just as genuinity, as openness. As courage, you know, cour, the word courage comes from, um, or or at least is associated with um, the word for heart in French. I think the root is Latin, but I'm not very sure. But, you know, and, and so that idea of innocence mixed with a captivating sensuality sounds like the the juiciest, most romantic, most seductive combination. So I really, really enjoyed that. Now for quote three. The sooner our lives become a canvas for the artistry of our most courageous decisions, the more beautiful each moment can be. So this quote is about opening your heart to find safety, especially with source, um, which gives you the courage in order to go forth into the world, into life, being your authentic self, which I really believe is the whole point of this life journey that we're all on. It's all good and well, right? But for the majority of us, we need to feel safe first in order to open our hearts. And so this this kind of triggered me like just a little bit, just not a lot, but just a little bit, because um opening your heart, being basically the most vulnerable, you can be is scary, it's really. Really scary. That's why you you see everybody. Well, not everybody, but so many people on social media saying don't catch feelings. <laughs> like I've been seeing this 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 trend that refuses to die, that refuses to die. Just saying that if you smile when you're looking at that text, block them. You're catching feelings. And as funny as it is, like that's really sad because that's what we want. Um, whether it's romantic relationships or friends or even sometimes family because family is not always permanent in our lives uh, unfortunately but that's what we want we want that connection we want that intimacy with people (laughs) Um, but it's a huge risk it's a huge risk is what I'm trying to say whether in terms of relationships or uh, going after your dreams uh, career honestly like Even just making this little big book show, this little book show of mine. It feels really daunting sometimes uh, trying to put out content here on YouTube every week or also on Instagram and TikTok and just seeing how it does and hoping people can relate and you get some engagement, some encouragement. Just putting your heart on a platter, basically, (laughs) that's a bit grim but wearing it on your sleeve it's 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 really 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 hard so the suggestion that you have to do that I guess with sauce it's a different right if you open up your heart to sauce that you can't see or hear or touch or feel (laughs) but I guess sauce is a lot more um solid and stable like I was saying earlier than as Lovely but very fickle human beings and the structures that we've created. So it's a good suggestion. It's just it's just really difficult. And on to quote four. Remember the heaven that always remains. This quote actually comes from a chapter called Why We're Here. And it's about our spiritual journey being not just for ourselves, but also for other people and for the universe as a whole. As beautiful as the sentiment is to serve others and as important as that is, I actually really like this statement as a a standalone. Like, I think it could make a really great affirmation, especially in the context of the book, Um, because the book is all about reminding yourself that... Everything that happens, whether you perceive it as positive or negative in the moment, will eventually have a positive outcome. It will eventually amount to your greatness, whether you experience it in this life or not. So it's very comforting. It's a promise. And as I've been talking about, it's a safety point. It gives you that anchor and that courage to be able to go forth in your authenticity and serve your wonderful purpose in this life journey. And now for my fifth and final quote, what is the sweetest reason? This comes from a daily practice that Khan suggests where when you're facing a challenging situation, instead of spiraling in frustration, like a lot of us usually do, you ask yourself, what is the sweetest reason for it? And this offered me a really easy hack into self-compassion. I, I can be someone who's really self-critical like a lot of people unfortunately and so if I make a mistake instead of saying you know you're so stupid how could you be so stupid I'll ask myself well what is the sweetest reason for that mistake and I've been trying it out for just a few days and it actually really helps and I even feel it in a way soothing my inner child because a lot of us um, grew up in environments, whether it's in at home or at school, where you know the adults were well-meaning, in that they wanted to um, discourage us from making mistakes because they knew that when you grow up and you're out in the real world, the real world isn't forgiving, and that mistakes can cost you. Um, mistakes can cost you a lot in life. And so, you know, we get it, but that also created a lot of (laughs) issues and trauma for many, many, many people. So soothing myself when I get something wrong by asking myself, what is the sweetest reason? It, as I said, helps me develop a sense of self-compassion that I I didn't know I was craving so much. And it also gives me a new perspective on myself, like I'm not a stupid person. I'm a very well-meaning person. I mean well for myself and I mean well for other people. And it was it's just such a fun and playful um, and loving way to figure that out about yourself. Overall, what I got from this book is that firstly, Matt Kahn really knows what he's talking about. This book demonstrates a lot of knowledge and a lot of understanding. It's also really beautifully written. It's very poetic. And if I could describe his writing in one word, it would be inspired, especially when he, he has... Um, statements, I'll call them, that he encourages you to repeat in order to integrate the teachings he shares with you throughout the book. And especially in those statements that he claims are channeled to him from the universe. The writing is extremely, extremely inspired. I absolutely believe him that um, it's channeled from the universe. The words physically move you as you read them out loud. You can you can feel your inner child even playing around inside of you. Very moving, very heartwarming. And also this book, I feel, has given me the courage, <laughs> the heart, you know, the open-heartedness that he talks about, the heart-centered consciousness, especially. He uses the, the idea, the phrase, heart-centered consciousness, that that were being encouraged towards through the spiritual journey that we're on, whether we want to be or not, <laughs> he also not really warns but reminds us. Um, yes, yeah, so it it gave me the courage to move forward in my journey, this this life thing, this life adventure that we're all on, and it also gave me the confidence that I have the key knowledge. And uh, I know what I'm doing here. And I'm open, but I do have some sort of navigation. And he was able to do that in one book. Like, I I really feel <laughs> well-equipped. I, I don't feel like he left any holes in his heart-centered guide for us. Thank you for listening to Book Bookworm by Sunshine. I hope I've made you feel bright inside. Bye for now.